Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, 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 welcome back to myself. CHGO Bears <laughs> podcast. Who the hell are you? What's going on, friends? Hello, friends. I just went Jim Nance on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's retiring. You looking? You looking to take uh, his gig? He's, is he? That's what I heard. I thought he was just not doing basketball tournament this year. Yeah. Everybody needs to know that they okay. that the Bears literally postponed the press conference of Waldron and Washington until Hogue came back, yep. and and that's yep. that's how much power the show has. We do apologize that we are a little bit late today. It will never happen again. And I we're won't, not late. We're not we late. purposely we are late. The anxiety took you get as over long as we late. needed to take. We, we to, talked about this for twenty four hours that we were delaying the show. We're not late to do the. We and want to react to the press conference. We're going to have a post-game show, a post-game show meeting where I'm going to explain to you guys what 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 none being of a, late is. None of us and are you guys can yell it back at me. I'm going to yell for sure. It's, it's, um, it'll be fun. In the meantime, please hit the like button. Make sure you are subscribed so you never miss any news on the Chicago Bears during this very very important offseason. Do you see how many people are so happy to see you and yeah. are so relieved it's not me and this guy on the show anymore? <laughs> Thank so you for people saving are saying us. I'm not actually tan, so I'll pull up the sleeves just so he's not that tan. I was being nice, but he has a little bit of a bronze. He has respect to his skin. Don't don't make me go Burt Kreischer on you, because <laughs> I, I I'm not afraid to do it. Um, well, in the meantime, we are here to break down these press conferences. We are not late. We are purposely late today so we can break down what happened at House Hall. Nick is there right now, so we're going to talk to him. Um, and we hope you'll help us reach our goal of 40,000 Twitter followers by draft day. So please go to at CHGO underscore bears, which we have ton of updates from the pressers as well, and hit that follow button for us. Also, shout out to our new diehards today. Our new diehards today, Jim and Tim. I don't know if they're brothers, but they should be. Because J and T, T and J, Jim and Tim coming in together. The, two, the tandem, I mean, Pippen and Jordan. Dernier and Sandberg, top of the order. Let's go 84. Let's go, let's go, let's go 83 White Sox. Think about the dynamic duel of a Greg Luzinski and a Ron Kittle. Jim and Tim coming in together as diehards. We love you. Become a diehard with somebody else. AllCHGO.com. Jim and Tim. Tim and Jim. Tim and Jim. Tim and Jim. Jim. Jim and Tim. They're late to the diehard party, but we welcome them very, very They are not like they are right on time. They are Jim and Tim. You will not slander Jim and Tim or Tim and Jim ever again like that apologize <laughs> okay <laughs> hi nick slim jim tim jim i love this i know what you guys have been dealing with for the last week i'll never go on vacation again <laughs> never yeah nick yes what's up go what's up what's happening nick, back please, at house hall please be more interesting than the bears new coordinators <laughs> i hope that you can do that it's a low bar there, I, I, seriously <laughs> That was the most boring 40 minutes of my life outside of sitting at the combine when I went to sleep. 
Well, here, I'll say it kind of start, it started off with Iberflus in his new look, though. So I think that may have been the most, like, visually interesting thing they have. I'm like, oh, look at uh, Iberflus rocking the beard. He's got a little bit of the fade, looking good, ready to tackle the, you know, the draft. That's uh, obviously the combine and the draft that's coming up here. Did Flus stay in the room for the coordinators, or did he do his open? Because he didn't take any questions, right? He just did his intro, and then did he walk out? He walked out. He he he, had, he has a lot of stuff to do, Adam. So I'm just, you know, I think even Shane Waldron said right after this meeting they were going to kind of get into the pre-draft process. Knowing Flus and the worker that he is, wouldn't be surprised if he's already on that right now. Yeah, apparently there is some sort of draft meeting tonight at Hallis Hall that Nick will secretly stay there for and listen to intently from mm -hmm. start to finish. Uh, uh, before we get into the real meat of all of this, I just want to – uh, yell at you, Nick, and everybody else that was covering the press conference. The fact that no, did anybody ask Matt Eberflus when he grew out his new look? He wasn't. He didn't take any questions. He didn't take questions. Well, when he when he's walking off, that's so, why I asked if he stayed in the room or not to live to allow them to have the most important conversation of the day, which was what's going on with this beard. And then he clearly the sides were trimmed up. That just sucks. it's a new flus. It's a new year. We'll, was, we'll see him at the combine. Yeah, we can ask him there. We just got a super chat about $5 from DLarso15, Daddy Flus. I mean, I thought it was like more so than Daddy Flus, like super stud Flus, on the prowl Flus, don't mess with me Flus. Hey, he was looking kind of big too. I'm not going to lie. I know he yeah. lifts, but like everything was just, everything was working for the Flus today, man. Clearly were, he lifts more during the offseason than during the season. Fresh Flus, newest Flus. Because the same thing happened last year. Remember, he was all jacked up at the owners' meetings? I mean, so. Crystal thought it was nice. She wasn't the only one. I'm telling you out there. Our guy, Charlie the Bacon guy, is in the comments, by the way, asking about what this office smells like today. Look, I love bacon more than anybody. And oh. I'm sad I missed the bacon party. But 48 hours later, <laughs> I wouldn't say this is the best smelling place I've ever walked into when I got back this morning. Char I was the first one here Don't today. Don't listen to him, Charlie. I was we the love first it. one here today, and I opened the door, and I was very confused. Let me tell you something. It smells delicious in yeah. here, Charlie. You should come back. I love two days old, smelly, stinky, stale, whatever it is now, bacon. Loved it. No. Hogue's just like, I mean, it's Hollywood Hogue. He needs a fresh smell wherever he goes. And you just didn't get that today. We still appreciate you, Charlie. Yeah. All right. Um, and we did get another $2 super chat from Ramsey's here. Primetime Flus. Everyone's liking the new look Flus here. That's well, good. Well, see, here's the thing. If he's going to look like that, he needs to go no hat next year. Because didn't mm -hmm. he? He went no hat last year. This year he wore a hat, though, right? Or do I have it the opposite? One of the He used to not have a hat. Then he wore a hat. If you're going to have your hair like that, you got to go no hat. You say hat, I think Mark Tressman, and then I get – uncomfortable well he always wore a hat yep. Never. Some, some, some of the different comps people i asked people what do you think Eberflus looks like with a beard rick grimes you brought that up from the walking dead uh john stewart you know from the He's, daily yeah, show yeah. Ooh, uh, uh you know uh pierce brosnan with a beard you know, so we had Nate Bargatze, the the comedian. You're burying you know, the lead. A lot of different, lot of different options out there, but it, that that was the lead was Flus's look. No, the lead was that we were trying to listen to the press conferences, and you had to walk around in the in the, in our conference. Do you think that Flus looks like me? Do you think Flus looks like me? <laughs> Anybody think that Flus looks like? A me? A couple people said I, that he did look like me, but I don't see it. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? With the beard, I had a couple people saying that. I don't. I don't know. So those are there your it is. people. 
Bragg's Flus, Flus Bragg's. Yeah. The people. All right. Elise. Let's let's start asking Nick questions before they start calling him AJ Hawk here on the show. Um, yeah, we don't want that. Nick, please tell me you guys got that reference. I did. Okay. Nick, uh, top takeaways. We'll start with uh, Shane Waldron. And I know we got some audio yeah. here to play. You can t- We got it ready so you can tee it up whenever you want. Well, I think the, obviously the main big discussion is how you know, Shane Waldron came into this position really not knowing exactly who's going to be his quarterback next season. Maybe he does that, maybe he doesn't. But, you know, that was obviously a main focal point, just knowing, you know, what are the strengths for one quarterback as opposed to maybe a rookie quarterback? Does this system work well with, with a, you know, a guy in place in Justin Fields and a rookie and ultimately said yes. But we have some audio here where he was asked, you know, with um, – with the offense, how do you build an offense when you don't necessarily know the quarterback right now? Uh, no, I think, you know, as far as planning the offense, the first part for us was building a staff, getting everyone together. And then, you know, you have staffs. So we've worked together with different people in the past. Uh, people have had different experiences. But the first part of that is really speaking our language. You know, what's the 2024 Bears uh, going to look like in terms of how we're calling certain coverages? How are we calling routes? You know, what concepts do we want to, you know, uh, have as part of our core offense when we start OTAs and we start with that building block, building block approach as teachers. So that's the first part of it. And to me, you know, having a system that's that's speaking the same language, that's multiple in its ways that it can attack a defense, you know, then you start to get the players and you start to know what your personnel is going to look like for that season. And then you build it around the player's skill set. And I think, you know, for me, uh, that's been a part of my core beliefs, and I feel like it's it's worked out well with the different quarterbacks that I've had a chance to be around over the past several years. Nick, so, what's your so takeaway from that? Yeah, building around the player's skill set, and such a big theme in this press conference with Shane Waldron with Eric Washington was adaptability. So regardless if it's Justin Fields, if it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever it is, you build the system around the player's strength. So I think that's obviously something that Shane Waldron highlighted and something that they're going to obviously take into consideration as they're building this offense with an entirely new different group of weapons than what Shane had in Seattle. And so, and he also mentioned that he liked some of the explosive players uh, that the Bears have or the capabilities of making explosive plays. And I think that's going to be obviously a huge focal point throughout this 2024 season, how Shane Waldron can utilize and maximize the skill set of the players that he's going to have this season and ultimately adapt not only to the defense that he's playing, but adapt to the players that he has on this roster for 2024. I thought also thought it was super interesting that when Flus was talking with his awesome new beard and haircut, that he brought up in-game adaptability, mm-hmm. which is something I keep going back with Luke Getze. I think people are sometimes getting confused with some of the things I gave him credit for versus some of the things that I criticized him for. I did think and still do think, and I think it's part of the reason why the Raiders hired him, is that he was very good week to week at setting up the initial game plan. And he was adaptable based on whether they were playing the Vikings and their crazy, I know people made fun of all the horizontal throws in, the, in that second game, but that was the correct game plan for that particular matchup with the way that the, the Vikings would either drop eight or bring the house. The problem was, and you saw it even in that game, which they managed to win without scoring a touchdown, and most of the games, I thought, was the in-game adaptability. What do you do after they adapt to you? That's just as important to winning football games. How did the Chiefs go in the Super Bowl from getting 16 yards in the first quarter to having 
Patrick Holmes go off when it mattered most late fourth in an overtime, right? That That's where you really make your money, and that's where I thought Luke Getze struggled. And so for Flus to bring that up, I thought was very important, um, you, you know, even in his portion. I didn't even know he was talking today, so I thought, I thought it was good that he did that, but I thought that, that was very important as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, that separates the – the average offense coordinators from the good to the elite, the ability to adapt in game. And I think that's, you know, that's where we have to wait and see from Shane Waldron, how he does that with this current group that he has with the bears. One of the other things guys were, and of course I wasn't expecting Shane to really show his hand, so to speak, but he was asked about his early impressions of the quarterback class. And he really just generalized the whole entire thing about the whole college football season, how it was such a you know great season. We saw this great quarterback play when he was specifically asked about Caleb Williams. And he went into this generalization of just the quarterbacks in general. But he did say that, you know, the Bears are in a unique spot. They have the number one overall pick. They have the number nine pick. And that is, you know, I'm sure enticing to an offensive corner coming to the position that he is in now. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what, um, you know, exactly he really does think about, you know, some of these college quarterbacks and whether or not the Bears may may choose one. Yeah, he definitely was coached up, you could tell, to, you know, keep a hard line there. But, you know, also with his hesitancy to speak specifically about players currently on the roster, you know, uh, Adam made the point while we were watching it, like, hey, you could say DJ Moore. I don't think that's going to, you know, move the needle any. Like, that's an obvious name. I don't think he said a single player's name the entire press conference. Right. Like, so did he even, when he mentioned that he messaged with Justin Fields, did he say Justin's name when he said that he messaged the quarterback? I don't think he did. We do have that clip. I don't clip think he did, little, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, pl- let's play the clip so we can hear it because there was a lot going on. Do we have that ready? Is this the uh, – if he's uh, if he's spoken to Fields, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got it. Okay, let's hear it. Whether it's with him or all these guys, you know, part of it's the rules because you you know you can't go out and meet with the guys right now and you know we're in that that set. Um, but you know, trying to reach out to each guy and you know give that introduction uh, and then knowing that the real, like I said, the real relationships, the real conversations are are in the future right here, you know, in the near future as as we get ready for this thing. But you know, leaving it at that with all these guys and like I said, I can't wait to get to meet all the guys in person, get a chance to talk with them more. And so so yeah, I mean that's my question, Nick. It's like. To not say any of the players' names, obviously we all want to hear his thoughts on the quarterback. He did speak about the position itself and some of the things, explosiveness, off you know, off script plays and, and things of that nature, but it was kind of odd to me that he wasn't willing to speak specific names on the roster that are clearly going to be here next year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't mention it, but also that, you know, leaves him for he can't be criticized because nobody was mentioned and obviously there are good players on this roster offensively that Shane Waldron is going to tap into whether it's a DJ Moore or Cole Komet we know that Shane Waldron likes to use utilize the tight ends uh different tight end sets in in Seattle so it it was his again this probably was strategically talked out like how you want to approach this you're going to be a lot of quarterback heavy questions but keep it keep it general but from what just other press conferences I've watched with Shane Waldron, he will get more into specifics. So once all this is done and over with and we're in season and get to talk to him once, you know, once every two weeks, I think we'll get more of that specific from Shane Waldron. Right, we obviously this is what everyone's talking about. So we got to get to to what's important here. I've heard so many people this morning, even before the press conference started and Kevin Kadick started that this year in this offense, trying to say he looks like Staley the bear. 
which was a, was a weird comp. But everyone's trying to figure out who Shane Waldron looks like. And I was thinking Biff from Back to the Future myself, which someone just put in the comments. I think, I think someone else just hit it in the head, though, that he looks like Doug, Doug McDermott. Yeah. Oh. Dougie McBucket. There's some Doug McDermott in yeah. there. But yeah. I was thinking Biff. So I'm glad someone else confirmed that for me. But Doug McDermott hit hard right there. See, I think that's it. I think we messed up here because Luke Stuckmeyer used to do Lookalikes. And I, I feel like he needs to be on the show for the, all these lookalikes. Stevie, can you throw up the, 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 you know, the, the graphic, the graphic the, when he's oh talking? Oh, God, that's Biffy right there. There's some Biff right there. There's some Biff. It does look like an older McDermott, though. Looks old, like Doug, old McDermott, it looks like yeah. Doug McDermott went on the Braggs, you know. A little Will Ferrell <laughs> the in there. The Braggs Taco Bell. Time. Rockstar 80 saying little Will Ferrell. That, I could, yeah. that particular pick does not give him enough credit for the flip that he does with his hair. He's got a little underrated flip in the middle. Got the flip. What The, the problem that I've got with... Uh, having fun with Shane Waldron right now is that Shane Waldron is the underlining of how we just can't have any, like, I want to thank, honestly, I would like to personally thank Roger Goodell and the entire NFL machine for somehow making every coach sound exactly the same, say absolutely nothing. So people like us can have jobs to actually talk about the, the, what's going on. <laughs> Cause it, it is this guy was so well rehearsed. Won't say anything about Justin Fields. Yes, it's cool that they had the number one in the night. And I'm not even saying this is a bad thing. This is just what they do. Right. And and I was just I was I don't know why I had some level of hope that we were going to get like some authentic, new, interesting guy. And everything that everyone was saying about Shane Waldron was that he basically wasn't that. And and then he delivered the what, most boring press conference what, of all time. I mean, I think you do have to kind of peel behind the curtain a little bit. Like you got to work a little harder to hear what they're saying. So, you know, we we brought up, you know, that you know he says that Shane Waldron says, hey, you know, I need, you know, I like the offensive explosion and you know off script plays and how they won games down the road. So he's speaking of Justin Fields in that regard, not saying his name specifically. When talking about the quarterback, you know, or situation, you know, at least evaluation at the combine, he said, and this is echoing Ryan Poles' statement, Nick, that I think you'd agree, like, he wants to get to know the person. We've heard Ryan Poles say that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's going to be a big part of what, what happens next week. You're going to get a behind-the-curtain look at a lot of these guys and get to have these interviews, these long discussions. And it, you know, get the off-field stuff. They, they can watch film and see what kind of players these guys are, but who's a person? Who's a person that they're going to ultimately bring to this culture that will not only mix well, but maybe even enhance it in that regard? So, yeah, I think they're – both Eric Washington and Shane Waldron are on the on the same page as what Iberflus has been, you know, establishing here in Chicago with that, that culture and how you got to be a good teammate and work well with others. All right, well, we'll uh, I, I have more thoughts on Waldron here in a little bit, and I I think I might actually find myself defending him a little bit because I think there's only so much he could have actually said today. Uh, I'll quibble a little bit, but um, let's get to your thoughts and your biggest takeaway from Eric Washington, the Bears' new defensive coordinator, and, and we got some audio from him as well that we're going to play here. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're honestly comparing the two, I thought Eric Washington did a you know a better job in his press conference, just sounding more confident. Um, and what he was speaking on and just being on, again, the same page with Matt Eberflus and knowing that he isn't going to call plays, but he's still going to have all the same responsibilities that a defensive coordinator will have throughout the week. So he's, 
he's really owning that. And it almost sounds like, hey, if any given moment that Iberflus needs to step away from pl- calling plays, like he's ready to do so. But he was also asked about the Bears' defensive line and their pass rush, and you got to hear what he had to say about that group. How you about working with that unit, knowing that they went big and got them a sweat last year, but there's also two young defensive tackles who need that teaching element. Sure. We, well, at, we want to be we, – we'd like to be – we're going to be a team that, that generates pressure with our front four. We're going to build the best pass rush in football. That happens to be, you know, an area – Fortunately, that in an area that um, I've had tremendous success with, and um, there's we have the, the personnel to, to get that done. We've got um, size, speed, quickness, length. Montez, I remember Montez through the, uh, the through the pre-draft process when I was in Carolina. Really admired the traits, the mindset, all of those types of things. So you look at the people that we already have here. I mean, it's just exciting. It's exciting. Plus, we invested heavily in the draft last year with the two young defensive tackles. I happen to know them going through the draft process. So all things are just positive as far as that goes. Best pass rush in football, Nick. Let's go. Yeah, and he said they have the personnel to to get that done. Obviously, he also alluded to the young rookies that the Bears drafted last season, Montez Sweat being that multiplier. And look, uh, Eric Washington has an extensive background with working with defensive lines throughout his coaching career. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how that group can even – you know, take it up a notch in the 2024 season because he does have the expertise. He'll work along Travis Smith as well. But, yeah, I think that's obviously the foundation of how this defense really does work. You generate pressure with the front four. You have the guys on the back end to hopefully get the turnovers after they get the pressure. But, you know, he he identified that as obviously a strength for the Spurs defense. And whenever, whenever you can add, like, a guy like Montez Sweat, it kind of makes sense that Eric Washington would identify those guys um, – in his introductory press conference. There were a ton of questions, Nick, about calling plays. Well, what was your reaction to what he was saying about, you know, hey, the op- I'm looking at what the opportunity that I have, not the opportunity that I don't have here. Yeah, and I think, you know, he just had to be honestly honest with what the role is and with Iberflus being the play caller. And, you know, Eric Washington's, you know, said that he's, in, he's you know, a really good play caller and likes what he's doing because he's situationally aware and knows – the priorities are to stop the run. So Eric Washington understands that, but, but like I was saying, like he understands that Matt is the head football coach and a lot of the other responsibilities are going to fall on him. A lot of the details and, you know, if um, like everything that the, like I said, everything the coordinator has to do, he's going to have those responsibilities and just not calling the plays on, on Sundays. So I think that for Eric Washington, he's been a defensive coordinator for four. So coming into this role, he knew exactly what his tasks were going to be in the 2024 season. But like I said, he sounded ready. If, if any, any moment it got too much for Flus, like, Hey, you can hand it over to me. I know what we're doing. We're on, we're aligned on the same page. And yeah, I think that's uh that's a good mindset to have though. Because he's going to be an asset to Matt Eberflus, but he also has such an extensive background in defense that he's going to, you know, just be a plus to this defensive room. All right, Nick, uh, good stuff. Appreciate the insight, and uh, we'll be looking forward to allcsgo.com to see what you're writing and your biggest takeaways from, even more takeaways, I should say, from the press conferences today at House Hall. All right, you guys, have a good show. All right, and also you can follow him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano as well. Um, let, let me just clean up one thing. I just want to be clear. 
The fact that Shane Waldron and Eric Washington are not entertaining me matters zero. Uh, so, and I did like the fact that Shane said a zillion times, adaptability, 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 which was, I think, the main reason why he was attractive to Flus because the Bears look at it like they could be a lot more <laughs> adaptable than they were under Luke, uh, even though Luke had maybe gets doesn't get enough credit for his own adaptability. But, I, but the mindset in general that we are going to create the offense around the players is correct. I enjoy that. I'm glad they're focused on doing that. Okay. We, ha- we had to let Nick go because of the comment here from Kevin yeah. Fishbane. Kevin Fishbane carving out some time from his Hollywood interview schedule. Yeah, with to, Rich Eisen. With Rich Eisen yeah. to jump in our chat. Yeah. We are honored. I mean, he's... He, Kevin said, hey, Hogue, let Nick know we're waiting on his transcription. Well, um, I'd like to let Kevin know, as I already did let him know, that the fact that Rich Eisen had him on his show and he hasn't been on CHGO Bears is, is upsetting, but the fact that he wore a Northwestern Wildcat hat on that show to a Michigan man and just went right in his face as the Cats are about to kill Michigan tonight, that that's bold. amazing. That was bold. I loved it. I haven't had a chance to watch the interview yet. I'm planning on it, but did that come up? No, um, I, I, it didn't. I should have. 100%. But that was bold. That was a bold decision. Um, yeah. So, Nick, get your transcription done. Otherwise, you know, this is going to be s- – if if Kevin's complaining about it, that means 10 other people in that room are actually legitimately pissed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Jason Lee's about to kill yeah, Nicholas they're, they're, Moriano, and so is Brad Biggs, and so is – so <laughs> Mark Potash is like, why do we split with this guy? He, who, who, what show was he on anyway? Why would he be – Give it to someone else. Never mind. So we need a potsy on soon. Uh, by the way, you know what's coming up soon? What's that? St. Patrick's Day. Damn right it is. I love St. Patrick's Day. We we do St. Patrick's Day in Chicago very, very well. Um, and it's obviously a great excuse to gather with friends and crack open a cold one. You want to enjoy these moments with Miller Lite, the original light beer, and still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff that you don't. Um, I always Miller Lite's just sometimes you want to go with a nice, crisp, refreshing beer right off the top that's just, you know, not too complicated. And then I always go to Miller Lite when it's those moments. Um, and especially when you can do it on St. Patrick's Day, maybe they'll turn the beer green for you. Um, <clears throat> Which for some reason just seems to taste a little bit better. Mm. Just in your mental. Straight just, delicious. Just a little. Like it doesn't need it, but it's all of a sudden you're on St. Patrick's Day. You, you're you're into the moment. You're wearing green. And then all of a sudden the beer's green too. And then it's just like, God, oh, that clean finish is just a little bit better. Um, so I'll be looking forward to Miller Lite on St. Patrick's Day. You know that they're celebrating the big day by offering lucky winners and their crew the opportunity to see the Chicago River dyed green up close and personal. On the Miller Lite party boat for your chance to win, visit MillerLite.com slash Chicago St. Pat. So it's Chicago S-T-P-A-T-S. No purchase necessary. Promotion ends March 1st, 2024 and is only open to legal residents of Illinois and Indiana who are 21 years or older. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then I've got some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chevrolet, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ramp. Excuse me, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ramp. Thinking about my Ray Chevy. Uh, but they've also got Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake. They are celebrating President's Day with the sales event all month long. 
and you know what that means, or at least you should, you'll be able to shop presidential savings on their wide selection of inventory. For a limited time, you get 20% off MSRP on all remaining 2023 Jeep Gladiator models with dealer discount. They're number one for new vehicle quality among midsize trucks. That's according to J.D. Power. And that is not all. Shop their last call on select Dodge Challengers, Charger Models, Dodge, the most powerful muscle car brand. So if you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from, get on over to Ray CDJR, where you'll always be able to get and shop one of Chicago's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket. I love doing that. Uh, than you'd expect from the Ray Price Promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long. Save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. That's not all just for listening. Free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. But you got to schedule it by February the 29th. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, Check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. Bang. Neil in the comments saying McHenry does a great St. Patrick's Day as well. Damn straight they do. I've been there. Maybe I'll be there again this year. They die the Fox River. Great. We can all ride in. Um, Which Carm's, doesn't need to be died that much. We can all ride in Carm's mom car over to McHenry for St. I mean, Patty's Day. I saw this. You did get hooked up from Ray, Ray. Yeah. while I was on vacation. You finally listened to my advice. You went up there. Did you go uh, Blazer? Is that what I saw? I mi- no, I, I, I missed you, and I wanted to feel connected to you, so I went to Ray because you've been there. He got and a mom the, and, car and a and, fanny pack. What did you end up? If anybody calls my Chevy Trax, <laughs> oh, you went Trax, Trax Power, Trax. a mom Trax car. Power, you, when you sit in the Trax, the last thing you feel like is a mom. You feel like you're about to take over the world. I love my Chevy Trax. It was a big move, and yep. completely impulsed by, and um, you know, raise a good salesman. <laughs> Go in there. I felt like I got the greatest deal ever, and I, even on an impulse buy. And I'm loving driving it around, and I can't wait for you to ride in it, Hogan. So I take it down to Indy for the combine. Let's go. Get that. There you go. And Gary Ross says you can park for free in his driveway for the McHenry St. <laughs> Patrick celebration. Sound like well. he had a cul-de-sac, though, but whatever. <laughs> Got a driveway. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I think we have one more clip from Waldron, if I'm following this correctly. On yeah, we do. More on the adaptability stuff. Exactly. So I want to play this, because I actually do think this was the... The money uh, clip? He didn't say a lot, but I do think this is important, and I do believe that this is ultimately the goal. Sure. I think, you know, just from a player standpoint in general, a lot of the conversation on offense revolved around, you know, adaptability. What, what can you do with, you know, different pieces of the puzzle, depending on each year, each year in this league is going to be its own individual year. And I think priding ourselves on having an offensive system, uh, a group of coaches that can adapt and, and, and adjust the scheme to the player's skill set. you know, cause it's our job first to be great teachers, and then second, to be able to put guys in the right position, in the best position for their own individual success to lead to our team's success. So a lot of the conversation revolved around not just the quarterback position. Obviously, that's a, a starting point on offense. But how does that look for every position as team and, and as teams adapt each year and as players adapt each year? So, look, a lot of offense coordinators talk like this when they first get somewhere. Um, he was very clearly going to avoid the quarterback conversation as much as he can. But he is saying that he's willing to adapt the scheme 
you know, he obviously has the core things that they believe in, but then the ability to adapt the scheme to the players that you have. And I do believe that's ultimately one of the reasons why the Bears hired him, perhaps over some others, because like when we talked about Greg Roman, like that very clearly would have been a Justin Fields hire. With Shane Waldron, I do think that from what I've seen from his scheme, from what I've watched, will work a little bit better with Caleb Williams. But I do think that he'll have the ability to adapt um, regardless of the road they go down with quarterback. And I do like to hear that because the last thing the Bears need is another coordinator that's just like, this is the way I do things. Screw what my players can do. They need to adapt to our scheme. Right. I mean, he's coached Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, you know, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, uh, Drew Locke, right? So a lot of different types of quarterbacks. And then the other thing I like is the group of coaches, as you see his resume, um, or I thought maybe his resume here, as you see his resume of where Shane Waldron came from. But, you know, to me, what I like is also the group of coaches they brought in. You know, a, a guy like Thomas Brown, who's been in the OC chair, you know, going to be the passing game coordinator, getting a lot of different minds in there. Because when we first hired, when the Bears first hired Shane Waldron and we brought different people on from Seattle, there were some red red flags that went off that, you know, some of these guys were saying some of the things that had us concerned about Luke Getze, you know, good on the scripted plays, and then it got worse as the game went on, not sticking to the run game. And, and so for me – Having as many different voices in that room that have all kind of come from a similar, you know, coaching systems, I think is going to be healthy for Waldron to take the next step in his coaching career. Uh, listen, his, I, I, I don't think there's any real mystery here. The guy took Geno Smith, an NFL journeyman, and, and, got him to over 4,000 yards, and then the following season he regressed to 3,600. That is a shining star on a resume, and I think if the Bears are looking at it like, look, if we keep with Justin, can you have a, can you help him break out like that? And or if you can do that with Geno and we hand you the number one overall pick in the draft, whoever we decide that is, I'd like to see – I'd like to think that you can absolutely be – not only the first 4,000-yard thrower in Bears history, but maybe even the first 5,000-yard guy because you did that with Geno Smith. I also like the staff around him, you know. Um, and Kerry Joseph, the quarterback's coach, will be a, a huge piece of the puzzle, yep. obviously. But there was a little bit of news. Um, it actually was in the release the Bears put out when they announced this press conference, but Flus confirmed it today, saying that Chris Morgan, who is one of the few coaches they retained from the last right. um, coaching staff, will also have the title not only being the offensive line coach, which he has been the last two years, but also the run game coordinator, which is something we were wondering about because they hired Thomas Brown to be the pass game coordinator. Mm-hmm. So a couple new titles in here, but you know, there's always the fear of too many cooks in the kitchen because we I brought this up a couple weeks ago. We did see Matt Nagy make a similar pivot from his original staff that he hired and fired. Then he brought in more voices, and then that didn't really work. I think part of the difference here, though, is these are guys that are well-connected, that have worked together, worked within the same schemes. Um, Shane Waldron talked, for instance, Thomas Brown. You know, they worked together under Sean McVay in L.A. So there's connections here. I'm curious to see. It's not necessarily a concern, but I do think the one thing is how does Chris Morgan gel 
you know, and maybe he's the right bridge guy to have from what they've already been doing, right. especially because the run game's been pretty strong. They've been great the last two years. To, you know, kind of make sure that that part of it stays intact. There's some logic here. And like, okay, you did your job well. It didn't work with Luke Getze, but you're going to now have a, a greater role in building the run concepts and what's going to work every single week. Help build that menu, which is what I was talking about with Thomas Brown's job would be as the passing game coordinator. You build up that menu each week, and then it's up to Shane Waldron to go through all that, sort through it, and understand this is exactly how I want to call it once we get to game time. And then again, as we talked about earlier in the show, adapt within the game those in-game adjustments will be huge. Hopefully it's like that Taco Bell menu because those menus are very good. But uh, Matt, they are. I mean, Matt Eberflus. back on the Taco Bell? Uh, sometimes. No, I have. I did have it like two weeks ago. Regardless, <laughs> I do think, well, I got to be honest. I, I tripped up. But uh, Matt Eberflus talked about, or, or, you know, Eric Washington talked about carrying the momentum they had from last year defensively. And that's why Matt Eberflus is going to continue to call plays that they didn't want to stymie that momentum. Called so him an, an elite play caller. Keep going. Right. So I think the same can be said for why Chris Morgan becomes the run game coordinator. Because as you mentioned, and it, they, that was the, their bread and butter here the last two years. And everybody's trying to figure out with these offensive staff hirings how that you know determines what quarterback they're going to go. But at the end of the day, what it matches with is the outside zone run game. And they've drafted the offensive line yeah. specific to that need. They're running backs specifically to Khalil Herbert fit that mold. So you want to keep that momentum with what they've had on the outside zone. And, and so Chris Morgan becoming the run game coordinator makes a lot of sense to me. It's interesting when you talk, well, just to go a little further on the run game, I'm not sold that they are won't bring in perhaps somebody that they might even consider to be their top running back. I, I think they, I think they might try to draft one, although they're a little bit light on draft picks this year and, or do the same thing they did last year in free agency. I, st I still think they're, they're looking for that guy, despite the fact that Khalil Herbert's been a very productive player when he's been healthy. Also, as far as that promotion goes, Hogue, we are, we have buried one of the leads from today. And that is that the bears assistant offensive line coach is going to be stepping into some of those Morgan duties. Jason, Jason Hoftaling, the nickname is Hoss. Yeah. And, and I thought that that was I already got a nickname. Right yeah. I mean, the, gate. the guy, I mean, flus, we can all remember the video where he walks around and talks to literally everybody. And he's already ahead of the game, not only with his look, but coming up with the assistant offensive line coach's nickname, Hoftaling officially Hoss. That, See, I, he, Hoss. Hoftaling, Flus. Is there like a, a time period though, when you when you have like one of the <laughs> best players that the city's had with that nickname, like yeah, you think that you could just Hoftaling come Marian in here and be Hossa? a Hoss for yeah. Marion Hossa? Get a clue. I, I, I'm. I don't. Is this acceptable? No, I think we need a ruling from the CHL Blackhawks team. No, you can't do that. Excellent point. Nor can you come in here and be the quarterback of the Bears and say that the goat is freaking LeBron. <laughs> oh for two Bears back to back days. But Justin's faux pas is worse. That was a tough one. That's just super he, tough. He, Justin's been saying all the right things, and, and he had to know, go and do the. LeBron and then he just thing. did the. Uh, 
these kids these days. The one time, look, I'm a I'm a preach what you believe thing, but just, I don't even a get couple m- exceptions in Chicago, and that's one of them. Yeah, I don't even get mad at the kids anymore that prefer LeBron over Jordan. I, I, I just I pity them. I feel bad for them because they, they just didn't get to experience. They the didn't greatness. get to experience. I understand greatness, why they so. answer that way. Well, also the big takeaway from that, and we can talk a little bit about Justin's appearance on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, but the big takeaway is that Tyler Scott apparently is the biggest LeBron guy in that locker room, and I will be having a sit-down with Tyler Scott when I get my next opportunity. And we're go- and It's le- a good thing you didn't know that at the Super Bowl. It is a good thing. It, it, it started a screaming match like you did with Jalen Johnson it's, it's, two years ago. It's not a good thing. It would have been great content. <laughs> I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it, and he's going down. So the one thing that did surprise me in the, in, in the press conferences was when Shane Waldron said, per the rules, he doesn't get to go around to the players at this point in the offseason and OTAs. I like so he's he's talked to some people on the phone. We yeah. you know talked to a lot of people during you the You just Super can't Bowl. have on-field workouts. So, okay, but he can meet face to face with them, right? Like that doesn't stop, right? Yeah. Okay. Cuz like that he said he talked to people via phone and that rules were restricting and I was like, "Wait a minute." I just thought once you're hired that you're able to talk to these guys. But there, look, I know everyone wants them to like just get out there and start practicing like now and learn, learn the offense. The reality is what he's there is a process to this offseason. and like they haven't, they probably haven't even finished the playbook to send the players. Well, that's because you know my other I mean? like, question is like, do they even have a playbook yet? Like they, they're just hot. They just finished up some of these hirings, right? So they're they're getting the staff together. Then you start meshing your ideas you don't sometimes too much information can you know can be a problem and there's a process to this and they they show up at the same time in april and then they go through install install right so like there really isn't necessarily a need for you to be cramming all this information down the players throats in february right now my new favorite thing on the show is when you speak intelligent football process to I want to yeah, see. Yeah, and he's trying to tell me something intelligent, and you're giving me a stupid face, distracting because you me. because you were freaking out about the playbook, and like we're just not there yet. You're, okay. you're 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 all hyped. Well, I mean, I guess then compared to other teams, we're behind, because other teams, you know, that don't have a new coaching staff, right? They the, have the they playbook, know the playbook. So. They know that this right. is the whole that's that goes back to keeping continuity versus starting over. And if there obviously is one player you wish could have the playbook and start learning it now, it would be the quarterback. But you don't even know who your quarterback is. Well, that was, that's another and thing. Your, and your playbook's probably going to change based on who the quarterback is. So that's another thing, by the way, because, you know, one thing that came out of the fields being on with St. Brown Brothers is that, like, hey, I like watching film in the offseason. I enjoy it. The dude didn't take any time off. He worked out for three weeks in Chicago, and now he's down in Florida, and he's apparently going to head to Amsterdam and then touch down in... Uh, What's he going to do there? Good question. Hopefully, I hope he has a great time. And then from there, he's going to Milan because he's, you know, just wants to check out Europe. He's never been to Europe, which is, I feel it's just an interesting cat. I enjoy him. But so the point is this. The dude, he wants to do what you're talking about, Braggs. He, he, he would love to be sitting there diving into watching tape and, like, looking at, you know, Seattle's, what, what the Seahawks did and what they're going to incorporate, all the things. He enjoys it. But he doesn't know if he's going to be here. So just tell me, what tape should I be watching? Should I be watching what the Falcons are doing? Should I be do, do Should I be watching what the Steelers were doing? Or can I be sitting here watching what the Seahawks were doing last year so I can start to think about how I'm going to function? Like it, it's just you. 
not every player gets to be in the position where they're, I know where I am, what offense I'm in, and can and can study those things. There's plenty of other players that have no idea where they're going to be playing, and they'll find out in a few weeks. Some won't get their destination until August. Yeah, and they'll get thrown in last minute and have to learn it all in a couple weeks. Well, we see that constantly. So I just think that, like, it obviously matters more at the quarterback position. But the Bears aren't there yet, and that we knew this when we talked about this endlessly in, like, November and December when we had the conversation of if you change offensive coordinators, what does that mean for Justin Fields? And we were all pretty much unanimous in the idea of you can't go down the road of having him learn another, another offense in year four. And unfortunately, that's where he is. And if you're going to keep him, that's the situation you're putting him in. And once again, probably not fair to him, but you know what? I think we've learned in the NFL it's not always fair. Yep. And by the way, if Justin is on the move with Empire today, you can get shop at home convenience and the right product for your needs. Quick and professional installation. He might be looking for some flooring. He could be looking for some flooring where he lands. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, and Fields probably knows this, but they have copycats. Empire can't be beaten on quality, on service, on speed. The competitors are going to advertise the low-quality products that Empire's is not going to carry. You want quality with your flooring. You want it to last so you don't have to get new flooring. Get the good stuff. Empire doesn't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home they wouldn't put in theirs. And that's what you love about Empire today also. They're treating your home like their own. They're uh, virtual floor designer, by the way, is a great way to see how the new floors will look in any space. It's easy. You just snap a picture and instantly see how the new floors will look in your room. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners, you get $350 off. You get that discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions do apply. Go to empiretoday.com forward slash CHGO for details. That's right. And uh, before you uh, check out some Big Ten basketball tonight, Purdue and Rutgers at Mackey Arena. Nope. Or We're talking Northwestern to- and Michigan here at Welsh Ryan Arena. Make Got- sure you hit up prize picks. Uh, make some money, Adam Hogue. You know, pay for your trip that you just spent all that money on, huh? Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than uh, two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money uh, this basketball season. You got March Madness coming up. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for uh, combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, like DeMar DeRozan and DJ Moore at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. You can package your deals like this uh, from different sports across different things. So uh, PrizePix offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. 
Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. They're taking care of their customers. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Uh, quick withdrawals, uh, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Uh, so go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code CHGO. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So obviously Shane Waldron going to get the um, headlines and with the quarterback situation is, you know, was the very important hire. But, he got peppered. Um yeah, and he um, dodged him. I'll just say this real quick, then we can talk about Eric Washington. Because I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the Eric Washington hire, and I like a lot of things he had to say today. It, it, I, I don't think it matters. Like you said earlier in the show, Carmen, I don't think really it matters at all what Shane Waldron sounded like or, you know, whether he was going to go into specifics or not. Obviously, I did not expect him to. This is more goes like in general with any of these coaches. And I do think this is what Ryan Poles does a really good job of when he talks to the media, which is like just talking about things that are obvious. Okay. Everyone in the world knows right now the biggest story. Now the Super Bowl's over. The biggest story in football, in the biggest sport that we have, is what are the Bears going to do with the number one pick? What are they going to do with Justin Fields? It's going to dominate the headlines next week. And Shane Waldron, Matt Eberflus, all these guys are right in the middle of it especially Ryan Poles. And I have a feeling like Ryan Poles, when he talks to us on Tuesday in Indianapolis, he's going to have to be careful with his words, obviously. But he'll be candid. I think he'll answer a question about Caleb Williams. Not mentioning these players' names today was just like extra level of <laughs> oddness to me. Again, doesn't matter at all. I don't really care that much. But it's just like, it, you're just making it more awkward to me. You, you very much could have answered a question about Justin Fields and raved about him and then answered the same question about Caleb Williams and raved about him. And it wouldn't have given anything away. We'd be right back to where we are, which we all know is the decision at hand. Right. And if anything, it might have helped Justin Fields' trade value a little bit, Look, which is what I think, and I wasn't here during all this. But, but at, obviously, the, at the same time, I mean, they coached him up to, to not do that. And so, to your point, if they if they made a statement about Justin Fields and then made a separate statement about Caleb Williams, our outlet and and many other outlets would take the singular quote and then pump that out. But there, there's right? no different so. than what we're doing every day anyway. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't give anything away. And then the to me the biggest the oddest one was like, who are you excited about coaching? DJ Moore and Cole Komet. Yeah. Next answer. You know, like like who cares? Like that right. was that was Darnell a, you, right. You know, so yeah. It, what let, let's let's redo the press conference. You be Shane Waldron. I'll be I'll roll Courtney Cronin. Okay, so hey Shane, you be the rest of the room. We can't no, no, get the I was question. Say, if, you're Courtney <laughs> yeah. Cron if you're Courtney Cronin, that means that I try to get a question in, and, and, and you she dominate me. That's yeah. correct. She that's wins exactly the right. That's right. Uh, what do you like about Justin Fields, Shane? Uh, I think he's exciting player. That's very hard to prepare for. His skill set is extremely unique, and if he's our quarterback here, I look forward to working with him and using his strengths as a real problem for other teams as we build this offense. 
And if the Bears went the other way, by the way, and, and drafted Caleb Williams at the top of the pick, you know, I know there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, but what do you like specifically about Caleb? Yeah, obviously I've been on the West Coast for a while now and uh, have seen a lot of Pac-12 football games on. Caleb Williams one of the most exciting quarterbacks in college football. I think all of these quarterbacks, it's a, it's a strong class, and um, it's, it's a fortunate year to have the number one pick, and we're, we're going to look at all these options, and I look forward to being inv- heavily involved in this draft process and the NFL Combine next week. You mentioned other quarterbacks. Are you, sp- are you talking about Drake May? Do you like, what do you like about May? Uh, are you trying to get in or no? No. You, w- you win, Courtney. <laughs> I give up. Yeah. So are you just going to keep doing this about all the quarterbacks? Because I'll, I'll go through it, but I think we're just wasting <laughs> yeah. time. Okay, fine. We can give up the we can give up the the yeah. amazing bit that I just came up with. But yeah, like right, you can say. But nice I don't think it give, they didn't get that didn't give anything away. I like Justin. I like Caleb. If I if you had gone down the Drake May, I would have said, "Yep, I love Drake. I like his music." Yeah, and you can. How do you feel about the Doritos Los Tacos? I mean, the boy, we know what's on Greg's mind. <laughs> Shane, Shane, were you, co- what is going on? Shane, were you comfortable? Zero days. Zero days since our last nonsense. nonsense. Yeah. For those listening to the podcast, we we have a new graphic that Steven's put up. The number's always going to be on zero, by the way. The number's always going to yeah, be on it's zero. never changing. And we'll probably be showing this every single day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's from the office. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hogue, let me ask you one more question, then we can move off this. Were you comfortable taking this job, Shane, no matter who was quarterbacking the Bears, be it Jay or uh, be it uh, Justin or whoever they would draft? I took the job, didn't I? Thank you, Shane. Appreciate you. I mean. Did you have any assurances from the Bears? Uh, what About, types of insurances? Like, as to if they were going to draft a quarterback or not draft a quarterback? Did you get any insurances? Did you ask? Yeah, I mean, that, those are some of the things that I, I think could have been asked. Like, like I would have loved to just hear, what did you learn from Sean McVay? Yep, what did yeah. you learn from Sean McVay? I think is a very good one that you brought up while we were watching it that didn't get asked. I think, um, you know, do you think you got away from the run game last year and why? Yeah. If you did, you know, I think would have been a good one. Like, how much do you want to involve tight ends? You know, or how important is that? Because he has a tight end background. So, you know, they did a fantastic well, job. Those are all good questions. Yeah, right? well, that's what I do. I'm just a great question thinker and maker and doer. That's why I'm here. Well, Who's yeah. going to have the harshest reaction when Braggs yells out a question? At oh, yeah. Cor- Courtney, Courtney Cronin don't want that smoke at the combo. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, no, you and Courtney are going to be, you're going to be friends. <laughs> and you, and if you're gonna we are me- friends. We are, Courtney... You are? Yeah, Courtney's cool with me. So Courtney's cool with that. I got one person in that no, media room that likes me. I'm, 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 I might get to, I might need some confirmation on that. No, she does. She's so, cool. All okay. right. She is, but I don't know if she's friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I overstep. FMF Doc <laughs> Willie. Five dollar super chat. Good job, guys, except Carm. I appreciate your takes. <laughs> Whatever, Willie. Was this how it was like while I was gone? Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. I don't, I don't remember. Don't ever do that to me again. And if I you are, have to hang out with my family sometimes. We're your family now. 
<laughs> I want my old family don't, back. <laughs> don't don't ever do that to you again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's fine. No you problem. You guys just going to say okay to each other <laughs> for the rest of the show? Well, can we, we talk about Eric Washington? We can talk about Eric. Let's, okay. let's, let's talk. I liked his energy. Very serious. Very focused. I would like to have Eric Washington in my house in the morning to get me out of bed. You will be the best person that you will be today. I'm Eric Washington. There will be no funny business around here. Let's move forward. Eric Washington was asked about why he wanted to join the Chicago Bears, and he said a lot more than just okay to himself over and over again. Okay. Yeah, you know, my focus was on what the job is and as opposed to what it isn't. Um, you know, the opportunity to come here and to this organization with a defense that is clearly on an upward trajectory that has some really dynamic performers in place with plans of, Obviously, uh, augmenting that, um, that's what my focus was, and uh, that's what it continues to be. I've been a play caller. I'm pretty confident that I will do that again at some point. But right now, um, I'm really confident in uh, what Matt is going to bring to the table in that respect, and I will support him uh, as, as best that I can. What have you seen from this defense, whether it was while you were considering the job or since you've been hired, what specifically – appeals to you about where this defense is headed? It's, um, number one, it's an explosive group of players. Uh, this defense was elite in several important categories that lead directly to winning football. Uh, making teams one-dimensional, stopping the run. We've got some really good players on the defensive line. This team is in the top two or three and taking the football away and continuing to feed an explosive offense. When I looked at that, and in terms of those things being values, th those were the things that really got me excited, along with the scheme and the structure of the defense. Those are the things that really got me excited about coming. So there are some obvious questions about, you know, the play calling. And essentially, you know, I think a fair question to Eric today was, did you have any concerns or hesitations about the fact that you were taking a D.C. job did not come with play calling duties because Matt Eberflus did confirm, which we already knew, that he was going to continue calling the plays. Um, so that's where he's the, at the top there of what you just heard him saying, I was focused more on what the job is and not what it is. Right. And I think he also understands, and he was one of the things I thought was very genuine about that you you know could clearly believe that he believes is how good he thinks his defense can be and how excited he is about the talent that's already sure. here. And then I love the idea that he's a defensive line guy. And as we played earlier, like he's not afraid to talk about his success with the defensive line. So that's all exciting. Um, now, we, and we heard Corey talk about how great he yeah. is. You Although, know. you know, the biggest mistake that Eric Washington made today was yep. he named, and maybe this is why Shane Waldron didn't want to na name any names. Right. Was he named? He named a bunch of Bears D linemen that he coached the first time he was here. Matt Toina. And he mentions Matt Toina before Corey Wooten, who he never mentions. We're going to have to play that for Wooten. Yeah. So, you know. It's very disappointing. Talk about your all-time snubs. Right, because he not, he not only coached Corey as a rookie with the Bears, but he coached him at Northwestern, too. Yep. So, the D.C. wouldn't mention Corey Wooten. The O.C. wouldn't mention Cole Komet. We have beef here at CSU. We, we this do. Is, this is legit. Beef. This is our family. This is our, you know, I do consider those guys to be family. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, 
They are good. You, you do want so yeah. are we. Yeah. Well, you want to upgrade you're, when you create a family. You're like my crazy uncle. Yeah, exactly. That, I love. that has to come over for Thanksgiving. Very, very much. And ruin it on a drunken stupor. Congratulations. <laughs> Way to lean into that being that person. Uh, I liked the word explosive. The bear, this says this defense has the uh, the ability to be explosive. I would not have used that word with this defense quite yet. I uh, f- uh, functional, effective, uh, moving in the right direction. But he he threw out explosive, which is fair to the second half of the season. But I I, I think he's got some some big goals as I, to I what think, it's going to look like. Yeah, my guess is he's referring to more of just like getting upfield, penetrating on the defensive line. Well, especially, I think they need to be a little bit more. We haven't explosive. done that for three years. One of the best questions I thought today, and best answers that we heard today, uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give the press conference award to Mark Potash. Oh, Potsy! Yeah, because it's a very fair question, and we've even had some people ask this in our comments today. Basically, what does a coordinator do that doesn't call plays? What is that game day role look like? What are you actually doing on game day? When you are not calling the plays, here it is. Well, just just making sure, number one, you know, understand that Matt is also the head football coach. And so, you know, calling the defense, that's that job, that responsibility. There's a lot of details. There's a lot of nuance to that. But at the same time, he's got to make sure that the team and the decisions that have to be made from that seat are taken care of. And so for me, I will be, I will do everything that the coordinator is doing without actually calling the defense. And if he needs to hand that responsibility off to me temporarily or for a snap or two, be ready to follow up and to take that role on and to make sure that we continue to move forward in the direction that we want to go in. And so the other thing is just, you know, on the sideline during the game, just making sure that the coaches and the players are informed as far as the adjustments that we need to make and how the game is unfolding. So there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of communication back and forth uh, when we go to offense and when, as opposed to when we're on defense. So just supporting him and being of the mindset that you're the play caller. So if there's a question that's posed, if there's some way I can support that situation, make sure I get that information to him quickly and clearly so he can make a decision. So that sounds like Eric and Flus discussed, like when the Flus gets overrun during a game, that maybe he would step in for a second. I also thought it was interesting that he's planning on being on the sidelines. Not up in the box. He's going to be down there hanging out with the Flues, hanging out with the players, hanging out with the other coaches that are down there and, and, and living his life from the field. So there's a little bit of and it, Again, Eric Washington, just a very focused, powerful speaking. Not take, this is, this is my life, and I am going to live it as best as I can, Coach Washington. But I also like that, you know, he's an experienced defensive coordinator, has a lot of experience doing that kind of thing and calling plays and, and wants to, and he talked about being ready if his number is called, you know, and, and that's important because if Matt Eberflus wants to keep calling plays, they want to keep that momentum going, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. He, what did you say he said as far as Matt Eberflus as a play caller? Elite. Elite play caller. So that's great. But at the same time, Matt Eberflus does have a lot of responsibilities outside of just calling plays for defense. He's the head coach of this team. And so that always kind of worries me 
that Matt had to make that transition last year when, you know, the Allen Williams situation unfolded the way it did. So br- being able to bring in somebody with this kind of experience to come here, obviously their friendship had a lot to play into that decision for Eric, but to come in here and now have a guy that has that kind of experience to be ready as opposed to somebody that doesn't have that experience is is big for the Bears. Yeah, no, it's got a, it's a good security blanket right there, no doubt. Um, I thought a great question just got brought up in the comments. I cannot believe Carm hasn't brought up yet, but um, is Phil Snow still employed? It's a great point. I, I though, Whoever just chatted that, um, it's really upsetting that nobody asked about Phil Snow today and what Snow's the Snow effect will be, Neil Barry, uh, in this new incredibly well-formed Bears coaching staff. But I think maybe it wasn't asked – Neil, because we all know that the snow effect is real and is everlasting and will continue in a great form come 2024. Gary Ross is reporting in the chat. Phil Snow is no longer with the Bears. What? So take that take straight that. to the heart snow. per Gary has, Ross. Has anyone reported that? G- Gary, Gary Ross has. just did. I'm saying, has Brad Biggs, has no, Mark Gary Pottis, has. I don't understand why you're not understanding this. Gary Ross report. Yeah. Gary Ross. I'm speaking like you would speak right now. I know, and I'm messing with you in response. <laughs> is is Gary's is, my new do best not friend? Question Gary you know, Ross. See, what you guys are saying, Gary went to Maui with me, and we've bonded. Really? And we've, and he is now part of my real family. So you don't hang out with Bears on Kauai, but you you flew Gary out. I often we we were on different islands. Do you understand how Hawaii works? I do not understand. If how I was on Kauai, work. I would have hung out with Bears on Kauai. Doesn't seem like it would have been that far of a trip. Maybe. You know, get a paddle boat or yeah. a canoe. Okay, so you don't understand how Hawaii works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who was the the football player that would take a, a plane to high school every day? You could have done that. So I don't want to hear the excuses, you know? I mean, when I search Phil Snow on Twitter, the only thing I see is tweets that I put out on Phil Snow. I don't... I, His name is not the listed only on the Bears. person that cares about that. Phil Snow. And I honestly don't know if he was during the season when they hired him, but his name is not listed on the coaching. Well, staff. we're going to find out at the combine, and this is indeed real, and what the hell happened, because I thought that Snow, I mean, when I think about great impact on Chicago Bears and the franchise, I think of Hallis, and then I think of Snow. And that might be a little bit too tall, but I, I, I am literally feeling a loss in my stomach right now if Snow is gone. What yeah, did, I mean, we didn't get any snow this, this yeah. winter, so... What did um, a weather joke? Where the hell is snow? Mike Ditka <laughs> and Joel Quinville have in common the mustache, stash, beard, beard. bears, and that's the flu. Facial boat? hair. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's there's a facial hair component. Yeah. To the greatest coaches of all time yeah. in Chicago, and the flu is now up there. That's true. It needs to be a picture with like silhouettes of each coach's face and their mustache or beard and you they're readily identifiable bill jackson right uh, you know it's interesting too with 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 the fluces beard is that he both looks younger and older at the same time it depending on your angle there's like a young looking fluce in there That's interesting because the beard was gray but the haircut made him look younger he looked thinner up top you know in a in a in a t-fly shite a long beach type of way that made no sense, but yeah, I think no, it made perfect sense. By the mm. way, this show right here is just the start of a busy day here at CHGO. Mm. Um, we actually have to end this show soon because Karma has to go. 
do the Where, sh- where's he going? He's got to do the Chicago Sports Podcast, which is I'm coming I'm going up. to Mackey Arena. No one cares at all. True. Oh, that's not true. If they lose, I'll never hear the end of it from you two. So I don't act like you don't You know care. the best part so, about my vacation was I did you not think about. You didn't watch Wisconsin basketball? That, uh, yes. <laughs> I've told that, you a million times I don't like watching. I don't, I don't enjoy that when they're playing well. well I mean, it brings me anxiety. and Purdue kind of broke them. After we watched him at no, the airport, you don't try to take credit for that. The the one of the one of the schools you love to gas up when they beat whoever beats Purdue, you immediately say is the greatest school of all time. That school, even though I hadn't won a road game until last night in the Big Ten, was Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That's the team that broke. I'm not gassing up Ohio State. I gassed up Nebraska and Northwestern. I'm not gassing up Ohio State. That was a bad loss. Do you I realize didn't say anything about Ohio State? But I just didn't. <laughs> Uh, We're not doing that right now. First of all, do you realize how little people care about the Purdue and Rutgers game tonight? Well, it's almost – we're right here at March Madness, so – for those of you that tune into the show, you're going to hear it a few times. I'm I mean, excited. Oh, what's going on the rest of the day? Yeah, I think a few times, right? Because they'll they'll a couple more regular season games. Then they're what's first going round on the rest of the day? Oh, I'm not going to hear your stupid about. joke. We don't need to talk about college basketball. <laughs> the Chicago Sports Podcast coming up at two thirty. The CHL Cubs on at three thirty. Uh, spring training is already flying already. Um, Ryan Herrera is going to be reporting from Sloan Park on the final day before the first spring training game. You know that game tomorrow? Cubs Sox. Ready for that? I couldn't be more ready. Just to hear the bat crack, you know? That's that's what I'm excited for. CHO White Sox are on at 5. Uh, they'll be previewing some prospects who could have an impact this season. And the Bulls tip off the second half of their season tonight versus the Boston Celtics. Yeah, that'll be tough. But Peck, Big Dave, and the GOAT, Will Gottlieb, will have you covered for postgame. Also, coming up on Tavern Style today, I am with Herb Lawrence. We're going to talk about which team, the Bears or the White Sox, actually need a new stadium more. And I'm excited to talk about that. And we'll try my hardest not to yell at Jerry Reinstar for what? I think you should be I, yourself. I had a good tweet this morning on it. You feel better? No, I don't. But... Uh, never gonna feel good about that. All right, let's yeah. get to some super chats here. All right, first one from BZB and Things Dollar Ninety Nine. Matt Eberfuss looks like Lauren Malvo in Fargo. Mm. I never watched, so you guys are gonna have to vouch for that one. I, for I've, me. Uh, um, is that the is, is that the Billy Bob Thornton character? Is that, or is that from the actual movie? He's going. No, he's going from the show. I'm not. Yeah, I think it's here, the I'm, Billy I'm Bob. I'm pulling Thor- it up right here. Yeah. yeah, it does look like it is the Billy Bob Thornton yes. character. I see it. I knew it. I knew what he was talking about right away. Fargo's great. Um, I, I'm with you. I like it. Good super chat. Yeah. Uh, we got two dollars. Hair's from not quite there. But Isaiah the hair down. And- Luce's new look is what was up his sleeves. This is referring to uh, his earlier <laughs> press conference this year when he said he had something up his sleeve. Yeah. Now yeah. we know. It's a good look. It's a good look up his sleeve. I like it. It's all the talk. $5 from Trey Zandarski, who didn't put a message, and then he added an, uh, an additional $5. Bragg needs some Waldron PR training when fielding those Taco Bell questions. Yeah, no, I would, cr- I would crumble at any Taco Bell questions and order $30 worth of food. See, I, I would think that would be your strong suit. I, I disagree. I love Taco Bell. Jenny's a hero. Can you imagine the after effects? <laughs> <laughs> No, but thanks for going there. Uh, we got $10 from Bleed Blue Blackhawks guys said that Taco Bell is healthy, and I take 
my advice from them. There you go. Okay. Super chat of the day here. I'm guessing this is my friend Rocco, so if it is, shout out to you. Okay. Stephen Nicholas is a legend, and you all should be grateful to be in his presence. I am. Yeah. I, I am. We are always. very grateful for Stephen's presence and ability. He's an amazing human being who bailed me out last night while I was producing the Blackhawk show, or I would have completely drowned into a pit of misery. Yeah, Welcome so to the I go- thought you were about to say he literally bailed you out of jail last night. No, he didn't bail me out of jail. Welcome to the gun show. I'm sure that's coming eventually for Steven one day. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show, Nicholas. The guys, I mean, the guys just ripped. Yeah. Well, if this is my friend Rocco, he is by far so much stronger than he does like the competitions and everything, and he oh. wins them. So, yeah. Last night, Steven was he- helping me cut video Uh-oh. for the Blackhawks postgame show <laughs> while he was in the sauna at the gym. Well, no, Not I was in the locker room. All I had was a towel on That's at that point, if we're being honest. You want to talk about the gun show. He was in just a towel cutting yeah. clips. Yes. I he saw it come in slack. Essentially it was a, naked yeah. while he was helping me cut clips. Yeah. This is the Team dedicated. player right there. That's team player. Uh, most people don't bring their phone into the sauna or the steam. That's impressive. <laughs> he was out of the sauna. He didn't do it in the sauna. But he was just, just <laughs> you know, you ruin everything. I ruin everything. Yes. You want to say it again? Uh, did you see the clip we just put out yesterday with Nuku that we're about to talk to? Yeah. And you were like, was that a black belt situation there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it made the clip. I have bad news for everyone. Uh, I am going to get back on a plane when the show's over. We'll miss you. No, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. You're coming right down to beautiful Indy. We're all, and you get, you, get your own, you get your own abode. You're not, gonna, you're not even hanging with us. Don't put it like that. Ten dollars. Last year that was my choice. This year it's not. Team Fly Shy. Long Beach. Terry Bradshaw started his career nine and twenty nine. Aikman started seven and eighteen. Both multiple Super Bowls. Both won after changing OCs. Patience is what we need. We need progress. Justin is twenty four. I don't care about records. I see upside. Okay. T Fly. No lie. You know this. You are exactly T Fly. You're entitled to your opinion. As is Matt Nuke. No, here comes guy. the Nuke. My new favorite super chatter. That's Five right, Duke. He's coming Matt for you. Nuku. Hogue is back. Thanks for the clip posted on Twitter last night. Not calling it X. Uh, it was amazing. Bear down. You got it. And if Nuku. you guys did not see it, make sure you go to chgo underscore bears and watch that right after the yep. show. It was hilarious. Shout out head of content, Kevin Kadek, who put that one together. Outstanding it's job. Good job of salvaging. Um, Watch yourself. A very weird moment where you were hitting on Nuku's hit, yeah. wife. I was complimenting Nuku's wife <laughs> is what I was doing, and Nuku went next level and became his own Nuku, and that's why we love Nuku, and you should try to do the same. I love Nuku. I followed him on Twitter last night. Was that our last Super Chat? You didn't. Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to get back on that plane right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I just booked my flight to... I didn't even check. I just know it's a plane that's leaving here. <laughs> um, we do have some good news about Steve Mongo McMichael to share with you guys. I know it was like on, on Twitter last night, but uh, uh, Jared Payton putting this out last night that Mongo is set to return home tomorrow, which is now today. Uh, we appreciate all the pr- prayers and kindly ask for continued thoughts and prayers for Steve and his family. Uh, of course, Steve went to the hospital last week with pneumonia, and then that turned into an infection that they had to treat. And um, very happy to hear that he's on his way home because that sounded very, very serious. So 
Um, once again, we love Mongo. So happy he got in the hall. And uh, that's some good news that Jared Payton shared last night. Some non-Bears news that just came across um, as well. The punt god. Once a strong fixture on this show, talking about the punt god. Um, Matt Ariza has signed with the Chiefs. Wow. You know, following this um, saga, he was originally drafted by the Bills and was, I mean, two years ago, a huge punting prospect um, known for his, like, 80-yard punts. And we actually talked about him quite a bit. And then he, after he got drafted, it came out that he was being accused of rape. Eventually, by December of last and the Bills let him go, and so he actually was not in football the last two seasons, at least in the NFL. Um, and then he um, was cleared. The, the, those charges were dismissed, and I was wondering if a team was going to go ahead and sign him, and apparently the Chiefs have. So uh, his agency putting out, we are proud to announce that our client Matt Ariza is signed with the Chiefs. We are grateful to Brett Veach, Coach Reed, and the Chiefs organization for giving Matt this opportunity. Matt has been to hell and back in the last 18 months. He has handled himself with grace and humility that is truly inspiring. Matt can now move forward knowing that this ordeal is behind him. He is thrilled to move forward as part of the Chiefs kingdom. There's, I know there's some Bears fan right now that's thinking, why didn't we sign him? Because we need a punter. But I'm still a Trenton Gill guy. You will come back and have the best year of your career, Trenton Gill. Even punters have slumps. He finished stronger. I'm not worried about Trenton Gill. Yeah, he finished stronger. But it will be interesting to see if they bring in some legitimate competition. I know there is another punter on the roster right now, but um, I think it's going to be Gill going forward. All right, um, fun show today. Thank you for everyone with their patience with us uh, starting an hour Welcome later than usual. Back. That was scheduled that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your patience. We really appreciate it and all the support that we got today. It's been my pleasure to sit in the middle of these two fine people. I hope everyone enjoyed the audio and the awesome graphics and everything we were able to put together for you because we started the show at that time. Great job by Steven, absolutely. Or we could have started at noon with no context of what was being said at Howell's Hall and just blabbered about whatever. Blurted things Next time we'll let Carm do that show by himself so he can be on time. That sounds like a nice show. Yeah. We'll be discussing this after the show (laughs) about... uh, you know, what time is time and what time is not time and 105s and 109s and how much our people are just want to be with us when we say we're going to be there and how important it is that we show respect to our listeners who we love so dearly. Someone, I love you. I made an offer. Someone walked in at 1101 today. When I made my quiet for... <laughs> when I made my quiet for 10 minutes bet with him yesterday, I offered the chat that if they want to pay like Duke-type money for a super chat to keep either one of us quiet for an entire show, I'll do it. One of the great ideas of all time. Why wow. don't we, that's what people want. They want us people to sit here and stare at People to have you not talk on a talk show. That's and, that's a new one. Hey. Whatever keeps the lights no, on. No, you, <laughs> I'll be contributing momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we got to go. Car, if you want more of Carm, and who doesn't, uh, this is Chicago Thank Sports you. Podcast coming up. In, in two minutes. In two minutes. That or was, or was, we could keep talking and make him late for that, that show, that, too. That one's going to be late, too. Would, would be a good bit. But I think, I believe that I will be on time. I think I have a chance to beat both Casey and Kevin there. So so we should end the show right now. We all silly like the mayor. 